Hey everybody, welcome to the Atomic Skull Podcast. My name is Matt, and I have a really weird thing right up front, like I do. We're going to get to the regularly scheduled episode that you guys were all expecting in just a few minutes, by the way. On behalf of Mrs. What's-Her-Name, thank you guys so much for all of the very kind words about how adorable she is, and I couldn't agree with you more. Living with her can be a little bit of a chore, and I'm sure she would say the exact same thing about me, but being married to her is pretty good. So here is the thing that I have that I don't understand at all, and somebody please help me out here. Does anyone else's grandmother in particular put the weirdest, most inopportune words or phrases in quotes when they write something to you. I always thought that it was just my grandmother that did that. She would write to me and put some shit in quotes that had no business being there. Let me give you a few examples of what I'm talking about. And these are all true. I am ready, willing, and able to provide screenshots if any of you skeptical motherfuckers don't believe me. The first one she wrote in passing in just a basic text. She wrote, let me know when would be a good time to quote zoom end quote with you. So I'm thinking she's an older lady like grandmothers often are. And she is putting the word Zoom in quotes so that I don't get confused and think that she wants to join me in some sort of Formula One competition or something. But then for our wedding anniversary last year, she wrote, happy anniversary to you and your quote wife. And then she put my wife's name in parentheses. So happy anniversary to you and your quote wife end quote parentheses mrs what's her name and parentheses and wishing you many more years i love you now at first glance the passive aggression is so thick that i would want to date it but i happen to know for certain that my grandmother adores mrs what's her name everybody does so my question is what is with the fucking quotes I was looking back in my texts, and when I sent her photos from our wedding ceremony, she responded, congratulations on your, quote, marriage, end quote. What the fuck? So I thought that it was just my grandmother that did that. And then, just a couple of days ago, my beautiful wife, Mrs. What's-Her-Name, got a birthday card from her grandmother that led off with, Happy Birthday Granddaughter. And then she put her name in quotes. Why would she have to put Mrs. What's-Her-Name's name in the quotes? Mrs. What's-Her-Name is her only granddaughter. I am so utterly confused atomic skull podcast at gmail.com if you have any ideas about this weird accidental passive aggressiveness that i I, maybe it's just grandmothers old people i have no fucking clue but i'm really really confused and it is objectively fucking hysterical if anybody else has had to deal with that let me know because i would love to hear what your version of that is so that i don't feel so alone in this because my grandmother is so sweet i can't confront her about it and mrs what's her name's grandmother is also so sweet i can't confront her about it but i'm so genuinely fucking intrigued i want to do a run through of your answers to last week's gold star question which was 
was which movie couples had the best on-screen romantic chemistry. You guys came through like always, and I got some great fucking stuff. There is not one single pair on this list that I disagree with, and I love that about all of you guys. I am going to start with the one and only repeat that I got. Every answer was unique except for this one that had two answers, and that response was Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan in When Harry Met Sally, which is the vanguard for romantic comedy movies. It came out way back, like late in the 80s, 88 or 89. It was way late back there. It was one of those movies that was a perfect storm all coming together at once. Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan both are not the most superb actors, but their chemistry together was so incredible. It was written by Nora Ephron, who is like the queen of romantic comedies. She also did Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail. She wrote Michael that w- about the angel that was played by John Travolta in the 90s. She wrote Julie and Julia most recently, which was fucking great. She is responsible for so many women crying out of their eyes and so many men crying out of their penis. And then it was directed, when Harry Met Sally was directed by Rob Reiner who has directed some of my most favorite movies of all time. My beloved, this is Spinal Tap, A Few Good Men, The American President, Misery. He also directed The Princess Bride, which is yet another thing that I don't really like that everybody else seems to fucking love. He directed Stand By Me, The Bucket List. The dude's filmography is fucking legendary when harry met sally really kind of has the best of everything if you haven't seen it see it if you have seen it see it again the next couple that i got was george clooney and jennifer lopez in out of sight which was directed by steven soderbergh who is another one of my favorite directors i think i either read or i am totally making up that clooney and lopez didn't even really like each other when they filmed it which is a total testament to their acting abilities because they were liquid fucking hot together on that screen. If you've ever seen that movie, literally the whole fucking flick is based on their chemistry and how good they respond to each other on camera. Another one I got was Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling in La La Land, which is a beautiful fucking homage to old school musicals, which I love musicals. And the ending is a total pisser, which I fucking love about movies. And Mrs. What's-Her-Name hates. I think she hasn't watched La La Land. She refuses to watch it because I told her the ending is sad. Also, for the record, I do prefer Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling in Crazy Stupid Love, but their performance in both movies is fucking fantastic. Throwing it way back, I also got John Cusack and Lone Sky in Say Anything, As cheesy and parodied as that scene is when Lloyd Dobler puts the boombox in the air and blasts Peter Gabriel in What's-Her-Ass's yard, I am none ashamed to admit that I lost my shit the first time I saw that. Um, Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper in Silver Linings Playbook, both great actors, great chemistry, great movie. My future wife, Jennifer Lawrence, is such a good actress. She can make me believe she fell in love with a toaster. I prefer Brad Cooper with Lady Gaga in A Star Is Born because those two fucked. 
during the filming of that movie. And nothing or no one will ever convince me otherwise. I could watch the two of them pass a lie detector test and will still not be swayed. Oh, Jessica and Roger Rabbit. What a good fucking answer. I totally did not see that answer coming and it is an instant classic. I got Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore in The Wedding Singer and Fifty First Dates. I will be the first to admit that both of those movies are adorable. There might not be a lot of sizzling sexual chemistry between the two, but they had a lot of adorable chemistry going on in both of those movies, and that totally counts. Seriously, I can't even tell you which scene is cuter. The song in the airplane with Billy Idol and the wedding singer, or the closing scene in Fifty First Dates where she wakes up and watches that video. Both of those scenes make me super duper happy. Do not put them on when I'm around because I will start feeling feelings. And then the classic Julia Roberts and Richard Gere in Pretty Woman. I fucking love Pretty Woman. I quoted Pretty Woman in my wedding vows speech. No bullshit. And those are two other actors who are so goddamn good and charming together that they just suck you in. Speaking of sucking in, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga fucked while filming A Star is Born, and you will never convince me otherwise. I do want to add a few more couples to the list that I thought about while I was on the shitter the other day because suck my ass, this is my show. The first couple that I'm kind of sad that nobody mentioned was Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy in the Before trilogy, um, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight. They play the same characters living out this nuanced love story over three movies and over many years. What I like about the two of them is that it feels real. It's like the romantic couple next door. It's less beautiful and more tangible. I like things that are real. It's it's a visceral thing, you know? I also really like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Those two were so electric hot in that movie that Brad Pitt dumped Jennifer Aniston and married Angelina Jolie during filming. That was one that was so sexy, they broke the fourth wall. And now they're divorced. Apparently, Brad Pitt drinks and doesn't shower, and Angelina Jolie has adopted enough children for me to make a reference to Nick Cannon for a joke. The last couple that I do want to talk about is Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford in Star Wars. I have talked about my underwhelmment of Star Wars in a previous episode, but that doesn't mean that the whole thing totally sucks. I fucking love Carrie Fisher, who is one of the most underrated comedians of all time, and I will die on that hill for her. And Harrison Ford knows how to be that charismatic asshole just perfectly. Nobody has ever done it like him. Nobody ever will do it like him. I don't know that their chemistry with each other was top tier, but their chemistry in general was fun and exciting and it made you want to root for them. Before I move on, I have to talk about The Notebook. I understand that it is a total panty remover, but it is way too fucking sappy for me. I watched it twice. I hated it 
both times. I am not a Nick Sparks guy. I find all of his stories, his books, the movies based on them, very fucking off-putting. But that's just a personal preference. Make no mistake and remember this simple math equation. The notebook plus a bottle of wine equals butt stuff. Speaking of butt stuff, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga fucked during the filming of A Star is Born. I have a gold star question this week that has nothing to do with anything. I went through a great deal of trouble to come up with something really fucking off the wall that I sincerely hope makes you guys a little bit mad at me. For the gold star question this week, we are going to do one of those one's gotta go shits that you see on the internets, okay? I am going to give you guys four things and you have to choose which one goes, which one of them disappears completely. So, one's gotta go. Tacos, the band Queen, and all of their music as if it never existed, the entire idea and creation of Batman. So the comic book, the movies, the shows, the awards, the pop culture, everything. There is no Batman. Batman has never existed. It has never been a thing. That also means no Joker, no Harley Quinn, no Heath Ledger being super famous before he died. None of that. No Batman. Batman never existed. And the last one, streaming services. Fucking All of them. No music, no YouTube, no movies, no any kind of streaming services. One of those four has to go. I have a feeling this one is going to be a little rough and tumble. And this is different because it's multiple choice. I think this might be my first multiple choice gold star question. You know the ways to reach out to me. Atomic Skull Podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to me at Atomic Skull Podcast on Instagram. Follow me if you haven't already. You can slide into my DMs. Fax me. Send me an R2D2 hologram. Get me your answers for this, and we're going to go straight forward with the answers on it next week, and I'm going to tell you which one had which votes, and we're going to go from there. The last thing I want to do before I get to part two of last week's episode is give a shout out to Richard Belzer, who died just today. He was a really fucking good stand-up comedian in the late 70s and in the 80s and then he played detective john munch in so many fucking shows i love bells he is hysterical he has some of the driest wit and humor of anyone i've ever seen in hollywood he played detective john munch in homicide life on the street he was in like three different law and order series svu he is my svu daddy we've talked about this he played munch in an episode of the x-files in an episode of the wire i'm pretty sure he was in arrested development as munch he was in 30 rock he was in the unbreakable kimmy schmidt he was even in the fucking muppets as john munch i had read that he died just before i got to work today and the first thing i thought about and this is from the every thought in my head is useless files 
So Richard Belzer hosted a talk show in the mid 80s. I could not tell you if you gave me $10,000, I couldn't tell you the name of the show. And he had Hulk Hogan on the show in like 85. And Bells was giving Hogan shit about wrestling being fake. And he insisted that Hulk do a wrestling move on him, which Hogan tried not to do, but ended up doing it after like Belzer insisted and the audience was like cheering him on. Watch the video on YouTube. Hogan put Belzer in a sleeper hold and Bells passed out and Hogan just dropped him on the floor where Bells hit his head and had to get like a dozen stitches. He ended up suing Hulk Hogan for $5 million, which was settled out of court a couple of years later. Belzer used the money to buy a house in Nice, France that he called Shea Hogan, which is where he died. And apparently Belzer's last words were, quote, Fuck you, motherfucker. That is officially how I want to go. Somewhere in the south of France saying fuck as many times as possible. Rest easy, Bells. I'm going to miss you, and I am definitely going to sneak an episode of SVU in your honor tonight before I go to bed. I can't wait for next week. I have so much to catch up on. I'm going to be talking about Super Bowl shit, mostly commercials and Rihanna probably. I am going to talk about Ant-Man, which I just saw last night and I am still processing in my mind grapes. We are going to talk about the Grammys. Oh, Song of the Week. I am going to go with my main man and Grammy winner for Album of the Year, Harry Styles, off of his Grammy-winning album, Harry's House. Thank you very much. It is going to be the opening song on the album, Music for a Sushi Restaurant, one of my favorite songs on the album, extremely underrated, and when the horns kick in about a minute or so into the song, kills it, man. It gets it right into gear, and I fucking love that song. Music for a Sushi Restaurant, it is on the Atomic Skull Songs of the Week playlist on Spotify. I hope you guys check that one out. It's a total bop. We are going to be doing a special Valentine's cleanup edition of the Dildo Chronicles. Some great shit went down. No pun. I'm going to be getting to work immediately on writing down excuses for why I haven't started watching season three of Picard. But I will get to it. It has the entire cast of The Next Generation, and I am going to nerdgasm in my pants. Also, by the way, for the record, the chances of there being a Star Trek The Next Generation fact during the second half of the episode with Mrs. What's-Her-Name is about 8472%. See you guys next week with my usual bullshit. We now return you to our regularly scheduled program. All right, you guys. So the next thing that we wanted to talk about is the relationship rules that we have that work for us in our relationship, like the real ones. You know what I mean? Like, I've always thought that the whole don't go to bed angry or whatever is kind of bullshit. I have literally fallen asleep with thoughts of bathing in your blood. I have a pen right here in front of me, and I, I've i dreamt about stabbing you in the eye with not this pen, but just a pen. That I'm going to keep pens away from you while I sleep. But your so, eyeballs are beautiful, so I'll never do that. Oh, come on. You <laughs> stop it. So we we actually have, and these are things that we've talked about before. Like, this isn't these aren't bits that we're putting together for this episode. These are things that Mrs. What's-Your-Name and I have talked about previously that are things that work in our relationship. Not necessarily that are going to work in yours, but we have some kind of 
off-the-wall things that really do work for us. So we wanted to kind of talk about that and talk about not only what they are, but why they work for us. So the first one is separate bathrooms. We do not have the same bathroom. I'm not even sure if I know where your bathroom is. <laughs> It's the one in the hall that the guests use. Yeah, I don't I don't really care. Specifically in that rule is separate showers, you guys. She has so much shit in her shower. She says she uses it all. I do. I swear to God, you guys, there are bottles in that shower that are covered in dust. The girls will agree with me on this. So you have your regular shampoo and conditioner, and then you have your deep conditioner for when you have to do a hair treatment every now and then you have your razor you have your body wash you have your face wash you have your skin exfoliant like it's a process to look this good all the time (laughs) wow half of those are made up words now meanwhile the real reason that we had to get separate bathrooms besides we were about to kill each other her shower drain (laughs) you guys (laughs) has so much hair it looks like an 80s metal band separate bathrooms you guys is the key to a successful relationship our relationship is not successful but we do our best to make it work again it's mostly movie quotes the next one separate blankets Oh, we sleep on opposite. We have a very large king size bed that is mostly occupied by two small dogs. <laughs> we are lucky to get small little slivers on the side of the bed. And we're How- fine with it. Yeah, we're totally cool with it. It's whatever. Because we sleep so far apart, there's no chance in hell that we could fucking share a blanket. It's just not feasible. And I'm a blanket hog. And I have my own blanket that I have had for many, many years that I am not interested in sharing with anybody except for my fucking dogs. When we are ready to sleep, we cuddle a ton. But when she and I are ready to sleep, we go on opposite hemispheres of the bed. We do not like touching each other when it is time to sleep. Separate blankets. It is the key, you guys. If you are having trouble in your relationship, get separate blankets and I am guaranteeing you that that will solve every single problem that you guys have. The next thing that I have on the list is separate bank accounts. Also very important. Yeah, the best part about being together is having everything separate. (laughs) Oh my god. You have to have everything separate. My money is mine i work very hard selling dildos and i don't want her to know how much money i have in my fucking account unless i decide to just get the fuck out of dodge well just to add to that like there's times when i'm buying things for you and i don't want you seeing it on our joint account which we do have a joint account which is how we pay all of our bills just for those of you that are curious about that like we're just gonna give you an inside tip into how we do every single thing in our financials stay until the end of the episode and hear how we can give you you a tax break yeah you can get tax break if you stay long enough, you're going to you're gonna get our uh, bank account information. You can go ahead and sign into our account and see privately how much we have. <laughs> Mine has a comma. <laughs> My bank account, you guys, has multiple numbers in it. <laughs> And there is one number in it 
that is not a zero somewhere. <laughs> Separate bank accounts. <laughs> they are necessary for multiple reasons than other than the money that we work so hard for individually should be ours. I believe that 100%. The next rule that works for us and will definitely not work for you is do drugs and (laughs) heck yeah (laughs) that doesn't mean you guys that doesn't mean share a fucking speed ball like that doesn't you know don't don't go get a fucking eight ball or something and like split it over a night but we have we smoke weed together we smoke weed together we drink we're drinking right now we're a little loose yeah we're a little loose right now definitely we love coffee for those of you fucking weirdos okay mordecai if you you know if you like coffee if you consider caffeine to be an equal drug you know that's that's fine you could do that with each other we have taken acid a couple of times together it's been a beautiful experience it's just it's one of those don't forget about cow turd mushrooms hey we took cow turd mushrooms it's one of the things that you share it and it just brings you closer together it it gets rid of your inhibitions and i'm talking about your emotional inhibitions which are the things that hold you back more than anything else we have gotten rid of those we have taken some great drugs together and had amazing experiences i recommend it for some people who might think it's a good idea because it really it opens up your brain opens up your heart and gives you a new angle of ways to interact with each other i i think it's a beautiful thing the next one and this one's important you guys i know this seems stupid but this one is this one matters Know each other's basic orders at the places that you both frequent, whether it is coffee or food or anything like that. Mrs. What's Your Name and I have this term that we use with each other that is called, quote, get me some shit. And that means that whenever one of us might be stopping by the, you know, maybe restaurant or coffee place that chooses to pay for ad time on this show, it's very important that you know what to get for your partner, that you know your partner enough to know what they would like. So if Mrs. What's Her Name is stopping at place X and she says, did you want something? And I say, get me some shit. What that means is I trust you to know the things that I like at that place. And whatever it is that you get, I promise to not get upset with whatever you bring home because I know that you know what I like. Yeah, I think we're really good at that. The next rule for us that works is no gender roles in our house. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. She builds everything. We have coffee tables. We have bookshelves. We have fire pits. We have dressers. We have desks. Every single one of those things that I just mentioned, she has built. I just cannot do that shit. She builds, I bake. That is the way it goes. I will bake her some fucking cookies. I will make her the meanest snickerdoodles she has ever had while she is putting together a fire pit and building me a fire i'm so good at that i'm not (laughs) at all you know what i am good at taking longer on my hair and i listen to way more madonna than she does i can't think of another gender role thing that's more masculine that i do though i mean can you 
Like, other than building things, which I do do on occasion. Do do. What'd you say about you do do? <laughs> on occasion, I don't really. Other than that, I do the cooking for the most part. I'm sure you'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, cleaning, I do my fair share of. I do most of the cleaning. Yeah. She does. I'm not telling you she does. She has plenty of cleaning. I do most of the cleaning. She does most of the building. I will tell you that I like wearing her leggings. Oh, he looks better as, in them than I do. That's probably true. So, we love Halloween, which if you don't know that, you're going to want to go back and listen to the rest of the episodes. But we love Halloween, and one year for Halloween, we dressed up as each other. And we look fucking great, by the way, thank you very much. And the parties that we went to, we shut it down with how good our costumes were. And at the end of the night, we drunkenly stopped and got whatever place wants to pay me for some ad time. And I stayed in her leggings while we ate a very late drunk dinner. And let me tell you something. I've never felt so good. They were comfortable. They were breathable. Yeah. They, they were, held everything in place. They held everything in place just like I needed. I thought they were fantastic. I will wear women's leggings anytime I can. And you can quote me on that. I don't give a shit. <laughs> the next thing is be open to trying new things and i am not talking about butt stuff you fucking perverts what i'm going to talk about here is things that your partner likes that you think you don't okay so i want to go over just a quick list of some of the things that i have converted mrs what's her name to that she didn't like before me because her taste in we're gonna be honest is mostly food because i'm a fat shit her taste in food has gotten so much better because before she met me it was so basic so things that i converted you on steak Absolutely. I And now I like it medium rare instead of a very, very dry, overcooked, well done like I, I used to. cannot believe that I touched a person that liked their steak well done like they are an old man. She likes it medium rare and that is so hot. <laughs> Hamburgers. Yeah, I liked. I always liked hamburgers, but I've definitely got more of an affinity for them now. That's right. Hamburgers, Especially with jalapenos on them. There you are. Hamburgers are delicious. Dark chocolate. Oh, yeah, that goes with Come on side. now. Dark chocolate. I love dark chocolate, you guys. Bitter and dark like my 20s. And when she first tasted it, she literally spit it out into a napkin. Now, she only eats dark chocolate. Thank you very much. The next thing is the funkiest on the menu blue cheese yeah i the thicker the better hey that's how i feel about my ladies <laughs> and then to throw it back to our original coffee date i didn't know it at the time but she fucking hated coffee she didn't care for coffee at all and i should have realized that because when we went she got she got an iced coffee just an i iced... didn't get an iced i got a hot black coffee Because I was trying to be sophisticated. She failed. She got just a basic ass coffee, which she took like four drinks of and just let it go. Now she gets the exact same coffee order as I do. Also fucking sexy. 
Oh my God. Now, she has also converted me on a few things and I will be the first to admit because the things that she's converted me on are big. They are big, they are lit. So all the things that I converted her on just change her dinner plate sometimes. She is life-changing, okay? The first one, you guys, is refried beans for breakfast. If you have never had refried beans on your breakfast plate, you are missing the fuck out. Marry little- a Mexican. Marry Mexican tortillas refried beans eggs and then you know the whole the whole deal refried beans are a necessary and essential part of breakfast the next thing is fleetwood mac my middle name is rhiannon i have stevie nicks tattooed on my fucking arm so you better like fleetwood mac or we're getting a divorce i wasn't the hugest fleetwood mac fan i liked them as a friend and now i love Fleetwood Mac. And not just because I love her, I genuinely have created an affinity for them. The next thing is drinking in airports, which is the most expensive habit. Forget any kind of drugs. Drinking in airports is legitimately the most expensive habit that I have ever had in my entire life. You know what? Drinking in general. I was just going to say, like, I don't think you can narrow it down to just airports because you drink more than you ever have in your whole entire life. And I just want to say, you're welcome. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, that's fine. I'm sure Betty Ford would say the same thing. I have drank more in the eight excruciating years that I have known this beautiful woman than the rest of the years of my entire life combined she has opened me up to drinking for sure and i know between the shots of tequila that i always say i take and the disgusting shots of malort that i took a couple weeks ago that are still in my fucking mouth it seems like i might be an alcoholic i'm not but i have drank so much more than i ever have it is fucking have you heard mrs what's her name and beautiful wonderful listeners out there have you heard of borg no okay Calm down, Star Trek nerds. By the way, by the way, your Star Trek The Next Generation fact for the week. The Borg were originally introduced in Season 2 in uh, The Next Generation by Q, played by John DeLancey. That is your fact. Fascinating. Great. So, Borg, for all of my fellow oldies out there, this is true. It stands for Blackout Rage Gallon. It's all over TikTok right now. So it's a, it's a college thing. So here's what you do to make it. You get a gallon, like a water jug, like a milk, right, thing. And then what you do is you do half water and half vodka. Oh. No, no, no. Hang on. So I'm weirdly impressed. Half water, half vodka. You get like a, a caffeinated flavor enhancer, like a Mio. Have you heard of a Mio? Yeah. It's like I, those little drippy droppies. Yes. I've never heard of a Mio. And if I'm pronouncing it wrong... Get off my lawn, but you throw some Mio in there and then a little bit of powdered electrolytes. Not only does it get you fucking hammered because it's half fucking vodka, half a gallon of vodka, but apparently it is completely hangover proof. Huh. Because there's so much water in it too? I have no possible idea. It sounds awful and I don't want to do that. Just give me my bourbon and get out. Okay, Grandma, I am going to make Borg, again, not the Star Trek thing, the best and worst of the week, both the same. It's going to be the best of the week because these are college kids 
who are doing this. They are the future of America, and they are problem solving in real time. They can drink, they can black out, but they can't deal with the hangovers. So here come true old school ingenuity, and it is a reminder that the kids are all right. Meanwhile, it's the worst of the week because maybe could we put some of that energy and enthusiasm towards like cure for cancer? Cancer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I understand that hangovers are a total bitch, but maybe throw a little perspective in those electrolytes. I have to agree. I, I definitely am interested in trying it when you make it. <laughs> yeah, I will totally. I will absolutely. We will make it, and I will absolutely try it. And we will do shots of Borg in a future episode. The last rule for our relationship: call each other by your first names now and again, just to keep each other on your toes. Just so I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, you. Never, if you think about it, you never call any significant other that you've had by their first name for no reason whatsoever, right? Unless you're angry. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. Walk into a room and just call whoever you got, you know, whoever that person is. Call that person by their first name for no reason and watch their world fall apart. Just keep them on their toes. Those are the rules that keep our relationship barely copacetic. Now, before I turn you guys loose, I want to do just a quick jump into the Dildo Chronicles. Okay, I've got a couple little things for you. Now, one of the store I work at a couple stores. One of the stores that I work at is in a rough part of town, to the say the least. Yeah, it's in a it's in a roughy. It's in a rough part of town. And today, I worked today. I did a full full shift today. I saw not one, but two people wearing ankle monitor bracelets today all class in this store and yesterday i also worked yesterday when we unlocked the doors there was and i'm not kidding you don't make me provide the picture because i have the photo there was a giant pile of shit running down the wall on the side of the door and onto the ground on a pile of used socks Here's what had to happen. Someone put their ass up against the wall. Now, you don't just do that. You can shit anywhere. They weren't just taking a shit. They were sending a message. Did you have were... to clean it? No, we got we actually the owner brought in a cleaning crew. Okay. These junkies are multitasking like motherfuckers out there. I can't decide if the person shitting on the wall is living their best life or is completely miserable because i don't know if i've ever truly been that free i have never shit not in a bathroom really i mean does camping well when we would go camping uh they had porta potties so yeah i'm gonna that's say a bathroom no. it's a port it's a porta bathroom yeah i'm gonna say no i've never like shit in the woods or shit anywhere that wasn't toilet adjacent why like pooping has hijacked this podcast every episode i talk about shitting and i never fucking mean to it's great a part of life That's, yeah sure absolutely hope hopefully i can get a peabody award for talking about all of the shitting that we that we do <laughs> as as people in this episode now oh so i probably should have mentioned this before my store Okay, the store that I'm talking about here, the shit store, the adult store, is next door, and this is true, 
next door to a church. That is not bullshit. And last weekend, they were having a barbecue over there on um, Sunday. And it smelled fucking delicious. So my team and I, we were, we were trying to find things in the store that we could trade for a plate of barbecue. And we were looking through the DVDs like you do. And we found a few religious themed movies that were in the store. So these were the couple that we found. And this is, again, 100% true. We found one DVD called The Second Coming. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. And we found another one called Cuckolding Nuns Back in the Habit. Lesbian Nuns. Ooh. Yep. It looked looked enthralling. And then we did also have Love Thy Neighbor's Wife, Volume 7. But the dude who was running the grill at the church already had that one. So he didn't he didn't take that one at so all. So you didn't get any barbecue? We we didn't we didn't get a plate at all. So I'm Bummer. just gonna have to yeah, I'm gonna have to pay for my own barbecue. And that's it for the week, you guys. Normally this is the part where I thank all of you guys for listening, and of course I do, but for this particular episode. I want to give a special thank you to Mrs. What's-Her-Name, who is right over here to my right for eating dinner so late that it could technically be considered breakfast and for bringing me snacks and drinks in the office whenever I ask for it and even sometimes when I don't, but you know I need it. I know that the show is a fucking arrow into the heart of our time together. And it has been since I started doing it. But you have been nothing but supportive and confident. And you believe in me with this whole thing, even when I don't. Which is which is often. <laughs> which is fucking often. And I owe you so much for being so wonderful about this whole thing. Because I know it takes up so much time. And I love doing it, but for the record, every single time I'm doing this, I would rather be with you. Oh, sir. That's what I'm here for. You are doing such a great job. Fuck um, off. Hey, stop Listen, it. Look. Hey, no, no, no. My turn. <laughs> I can just cut this. Oh, balls. Yeah. Relationships in general are a roller coaster. Ours are definitely a roller coaster. But I have not forgotten ever, ever how lucky I am. Thank you. And I love you. Thanks for being on. I love you too, sir. It's been my pleasure. Um, I hope I didn't suck too bad, but I've had such a great time. Thank you for having me. And this is Mrs. What's-Her-Name signing off. I hope I get to come back sometime. Valentine's Day in general is a bullshit holiday, you guys. Let's be honest. Fuck yeah. Yeah. But what Valentine's Day is for me, it's an occasion to not feel bad about going out of your way to show someone that you love them. It could be a significant other, it could be friends, it could be family, it could be yourself. And it doesn't need to be February 14th. It doesn't fucking need to be February. Any time is the right time to do that. Do not pass that up, you guys. And in that spirit, I want to say happy Valentine's Day. And I hope you go out of your way to tell somebody that you love them. Even if it's yourself. Especially if it's yourself. Next week, you fucking fucks. 
lots of pickup things to go over. I've got the Grammys, which have already happened. I've got the Super Bowl, which as of this recording has not happened. And I'm not talking about the game, y'all. I am talking about the commercials. Valentine's Day at my work is like Black Friday at the dildo store. So I am hoping that it is going to be wild and that I have a pant load of fucking stories to tell you about. I hope you guys are doing really, really great. Do not forget to answer the gold star question. Slide into my DMs, especially because it is movie related. Fuck yeah, let's talk about it. And apologies to my mother-in-law. I'm so sorry, mom, but we love you. Love you. I love you, CJ. Apologies to my mother-in-law. And how are you doing? <laughs>